Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by AWS, the world's most comprehensive and broadly adopted cloud platform. Use AWS now to lower your business costs, become more agile, and for faster innovation. Apply now to get $1,000 free credits at hustleshare.com slash AWS. Also by TagCash. Spend, play, earn, and build a mobile wallet super app for your startup. Go now to hustleshare.com slash TagCash to apply and get your startup's mobile wallet. And... Caliber is the easiest, most convenient way to get hired. Caliber Tailor fits the perfect job for you based on your unique skills. Hire the best people for your company at www.caliber.com and use the promo code HUSTLESHARE. Caliber, where jobs find you. Let us create a product so that we can serve the Filipinos. It's yeah. always been that. And I said, you know, are we not businessmen and marine? No, no. Let's create a product where we can serve the Filipinos, but we are profitable in the end. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Bate Young. Welcome to episode 72 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this episode is powered by AWS, 
the world's most comprehensive and broadly adopted cloud platform. We are a proud affiliate of the Podcast Network Asia, but before we begin, we'd like to remind you that this podcast contains not safe for work language, so make sure there are no kids when you're listening to this. Because for our one-year anniversary episode, we will have the father of digital media in the Philippines. And his name is Donald Lim, the COO of Dito CME. And if that name sounds familiar, Dito CME is the third telco of the Philippines. And today we're going to get first dibs on what it took to build the third telco. But before that, we will go all the way back and learn the origins of Donald's hustle when he was starting out by selling lights in their family business. And then Donald is gonna share his first real hustle when he worked for Burger King and the humbling experiences that he had to go through when he was starting out. And then Donald is gonna share how he then jumped into business development and marketing by selling obituaries in Philippine Daily Inquirer and how he rose to the ranks and became their vice president for marketing all the way to how he became the youngest president of the Philippine Marketing Association. And this is where it gets interesting because Donald will share how he got into digital by becoming the president and CEO of Yehe Corporation. And get ready to be blown away because he will share his experiences when he became the managing director of MRM, the chief digital officer of ABS-CBN, and how he run multiple agencies at the same time. In his most recent job as the country CEO of the Dentsu AGs Network. And then we will now find out what's in store for us and how he got involved to be the guy that will run the country's third telco. So if you're ready to learn the hustle behind Dito CME, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We finally got him. And it's not a coincidence because I've been wanting to have this guy. But thank you, first of all, Donald Lim, for agreeing to be finally on Hustle Share. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ron, for having me. Thank you so much. Again, Donald, my God, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm trying to stop myself from just being fanboying here, but... You've been all over the news, but before we talk about the yep. news and whatnot, mm-hmm. let's talk about your hustle. Sure. And um, this is a lot of prob- a lot of people. Again, I couldn't think of a better guy to have on my one-year anniversary. Um, back then, it was just literally a couple mics hooked up to my laptop. True. Now there's a startup, mm-hmm. and now literally thanks to Kickstart for providing us a venue. We're even launching a Digi, um, an IMAP podcast yep. already. I've heard, I've heard, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. But before we start everything else, um, Donald, what's your hustle? Well, uh, for me, I'm, I'm, I always tell people that I'm a marketing person. I'm Got a true-blooded uh, strategist. Mm-hmm. I'm a businessman. I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, I have very strong advocacies about bringing Filipinos to become world-class yes. professionals. And, and, and that's basically it. I think okay. it's just serendipitous that mm-hmm. I got into the digital space. Okay. Uh, I was uh, tasked to run Yehi.com. Yehi, oh my God. 2005. Right, right. I don't know anything about the internet. Okay. And, and I just knew um, that time it was just Yahoo and 
Friendster. Wow. Right? And, and, and there, it was really to run a digital business on, at the onset when everything was at the startup stage. Yeah. So, so Yehe was the start where you... You're, but before we get to, to Carried Away and talk about Yehe, I want to go further back and mm-hmm. ride the Hustle Share time machine with you. Sure. Wow. There you go. Mm-hmm. We are now inside the Hustle Share time mm-hmm. machine. Just like all the episodes prior to this before one year ago. We go back. When, how did, what was your first hustle that you remember? Because, you know, all of us, we, ne- we never just become a hustler by default. It's a combination of a lot of experiences, a lot of failures mm-hmm. all of a sudden, right? Uh, but for you, what was the first thing that you remember? Is it in school? Was it prior to school? How was the training like growing up? I, I grew up in Binondo. Oh, wow. So with my dad's business, we're into the business of distribution of lighting products. Wow. So even way early on, around okay. maybe seven, eight-year-old, we yeah. would always, uh, we, our house is our office. Wow. So we would, I would remember going around with our, that time a lot, we have some laborers. So okay. we go around with deliver products to... Lighting. Uh, uh, lighting. Wow. So hardware stores. Got it, got it. Um, and it's still popular now. I recently just built a house. Mm-hmm. And the first uh-huh. place they asked me to go was Binondo. Binondo for, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's oh. where you get the, the cheapest price. Correct. Right? Because the, everything there is volume. So correct. Before Tutuban, before wow. 168. Right? Yes. So everything is, uh, you just have to go into a hardware store and you get mm-hmm. hopefully the best price. Got it. So my training was there. I mm-hmm. would ride and, well, not even ride, uh, stand at the back of our trucks along uh-huh. with our laborers and go around and deliver our products. Got it. But that was very good training for me, I yeah. think. Um, in the, the, during the days where things, I think, were pretty much safer. Um, right. You, you're seven and eight-year-old and you're walking on the streets and that's still fine. Right, correct. Yeah. Now it's, a, it's, a, it's scary. Yep. It, right. And then, but here's the thing. One thing that I've, I've had so many Chinoy mm-hmm. uh, people here, like the most recent one was Steve C. Yep. Of Great wow. Deals E-commerce. Nice. Yeah. Same, same scenario. He said, ah, well, our, our business was in also Vinon. Mm-hmm. They were doing, I think, manufacturing yep. of, of, of yep. textile and yep. whatnot. Yep. How, how, what are the key things that your parents instilled with you in terms of business that you still carry on today? I think it's, number one, my mom would always say, no matter how good you are in sales, it's always how much you have saved. So mm-hmm. if you look at our office, we were one of the biggest distributors of lighting products. Mm-hmm. And yet our office is way, the entire office is way smaller than my office today. Wow. So it's only four of them, mm-hmm. my, my dad, my mom, two secretaries. Each mm-hmm. of them have one table. They would have two typewriters, even up to now, and that's it. Wow. But we have um, massive warehouses around Binondo. Got it. Right? But it's all about making sure that costs are low. So frugality. you get more profits. Frugality, the discipline. You don't spend until unless you really need it. Got it. And, and because of that, there's not too much pressure whether you hit your sales revenue or sales mm-hmm. targets or not. Because you have enough uh, saved up at the back. Yes. So that even in, when, when things go bad, you'll be able yes. to survive. Yes. Got it. Other than that, did did you did they ever instill like a skill that uh, that would be? Because again, you have to be you know tipid mm-hmm. all yep, the time. Yep. Um, which is again, I love it. You know, because the Chinoy way. I mean, I, I, I learned this with Sterling Paper Group mm-hmm. uh, when yeah, they had a chatbot, yeah. right? With Sir Henry. You know, you have to. You know, it, the margins are important. You have to roll over your profits and do it gradually until you do a snowball effect. Was there was that also something that you still apply now to what you do? I think right now, even even for me, even um, with with my kids, I would always tell them that there's no secret to to any success. It's just simple hard work. It's just simple hard work. It's just simple humility. 
uh, it's really just doing the grind. And, and, and really, and that's why I think I like hustle share. The word hustle is so important. Thank you. Um, you, you, you realize that um, you, you graduate from a good school. Yeah. You realize that it's still the hustle that's more important. Exactly. Street smart is always more important than being just very bookish and book smart. Absolutely. Right. Um, coming and, and even as an educator where mm-hmm. I teach in, in so many schools today, Correct. Um, I would always tell my students that uh, you, you know, well, I always tell my students, no, you, you read a lot and, yes. and, but what is more important is what you process and mm-hmm. not just what you memorize and comprehension and, yeah, yeah, comprehension and, and applying it to life. Correct. Right. So, so, so it's, and, and I think that's one of the biggest challenges of our educational system. We're not training our students to think mm-hmm. outside the box. Yeah. We, give them that box and say fit properly oh, find God, the best place yes. to fit that's correct right uh, i think that's that's one thing you learn from 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 a Binondo area it's, mm-hmm. it's really how do you how do you how do you you know earn money there exactly. uh, i think you know i always tell people i take pride in telling my my you know that my father for example graduated from from ue uh, wow. he's an accounting major and he failed the wow. cpa exam and that was very, it, for him, it was very lucky because it forced him. He cannot get to any job. Yes. And he started his own business. Wow. But look at him. Uh, yeah. Look again. Yeah. The, the offspring also yeah. where, where you guys, yeah. the, the, the life lessons you yeah. had. How, school. Let's talk about school. You studied in Ateneo, mm-hmm. right? And I know a lot of, again, from the Chinoy way of knowing the patterns of how you don't go in there thinking like, ah, I'm the son of a, yeah. a big mm-hmm. guy because mm-hmm. you know how hard your parents worked yep. to put mm-hmm. you in that school. Mm-hmm. Was that the same mindset? And did you do any side hustle while you were in school? You know, when, when I graduated, so I came from Hope Christian High School. Oh, so, okay. So, um, Salong uh, Nirecto. Yes, uh, yes. Right? And, and, and I was, I'm not one of the best students, but mm-hmm. I didn't do that bad. But mm-hmm. I was very confident because I was the only one who went into Ateneo from, wow. from, my, from my school. Wow. So kind of head uh, held up high. Okay. But then when I entered, I realized I was like, um, I was so dumb. Okay. Right? So I thought I was the best. I can write very good essays. I'm very right. good in math. And then I started flunking. Oh, in my first, <laughs> my first two wow. cents. Um, it was actually very horrific, horrific you know, yeah. um, that I my algebra, bro. That's oh, <laughs> so imagine, yeah. imagine like counting. I got a D. It's like wow. It's like um, almost uh, an F. Already. Yeah, al- almost an F. So right. it was fifties the passing. I like forty nine point five, and I have to beg my my uh, my, my my teacher. Can mm-hmm. you just give me the D? Yeah. And I'll be so happy, right? Yeah. And that's was like um, unheard of, right? Wow. Uh, to to fail accounting. Correct. So 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 those were and, and and of course for me it was really it wasn't easy because going from Binondo to Ateneo as you as you know it's, right. it takes two hours and I have to take uh, five rides. Wow! Right? So jeep, jeep, bus, jeep. So jeep. you commuted? <laughs> yeah, I commute. And there's right. no LRT two back none, then. There's yeah. none. Wow. Right. So jeep, jeep, bus, jeep, yeah. jeep. Stambide is so, the route. Yep. 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 And right. and looking at how how big I am, and I have like so many books that I uh, <laughs> that I bring, and sometimes your PE, you have a badminton racket. Oh my god! How do you fit into a jeep? Correct. Right? correct. But uh, that's 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 good because it really mm. taught me about life, and uh, you know, and and you sit with people you don't know, correct. and you start to get a thicker skin mm. versus versus being sheltered in a in a uh, very private uh, private Chinese school. Correct. Now, in terms of Ambition, because as we again, as we, like you, you all, you also in, in, envision as culture shock, mm-hmm. and then I, I also experience this when then, especially in a, I feel like I'm an imposter all the time mm-hmm. till now. Like ah, I don't belong here, and I'm like here, I'm mm-hmm. talking to you. Mm-hmm. Like who am I, mm-hmm. right? But eventually, what 
teaches you through this perspective is ambition. Yeah. This is, what, what was the first inflection of ambition in, in a Donald Lim? That's what it is. That, okay, I want to get to this point. Of course, that's the North Star. Did you find that early on? Um, because my dad is a businessman, I always felt that I wanted to be a businessman also. Mm. And however, I realized that when I graduated from, from college, I realized that if I would assume the family business, I would mm. have to go back and stick to the typewriter. Oh. I, um, <laughs> and it's a very traditional business. Everything okay. is on the head of my dad and my mom. Okay. So I said, uh, I cannot grow here, right? even if it's the family business. And mm. there was... Uh, some level of pressure being the firstborn, the being the eldest. Ah, so you're the ah, yeah. I, I, I'm there. the ah, yeah. And there. however, uh, well, thank you to my parents. They said, you know, you you go out and experience. Got uh, it. So that time I started um, um, working in Burger King, which was my first Burger job. Burger King is your first, uh, first job. job, right? When they were so new. What were what did you do in Burger King? So of course I started in operations. Um, Oops. Well, there were operations because. Um, I, uh, you have to be trained in operations. Wow. So I was in Robinson's Galleria, which was store number one. What? And then my home base is store number two, which is Burger King UN Avenue. And what, when you say operation, just to, just to paint this picture, what did you do okay. in, the first, in, 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 in the store? So as a store, uh, as a management trainee, you, okay. you, you, you do everything. So from, from cooking to cleaning the toilets, to oh being a cashier, to chopping onions. And then, of course, they yes, they really make you cry. <laughs> and, wow. and, and things like that, right? This but is shades of Nix Noyedo, oh, yeah. Joe Mag. Oh, yeah. All went through the, yep. the same. Oh, the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Well, These Nick's fast foods make great entrepreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, Nick is my, one of my, is my classmate, right? right? Wow, my you're classmate. classmates yeah, with classmates. Nick. He was KFC. Uh, he is KFC, right? What? That was a time when all of these fast food chains are coming to Ateneo and trying to hire management trainees. Oh my God, that's yeah. why. We're, we're, the, we're the ones who weren't able to get into the Unilevers and Procter & Gamble's of the world. So, you ended so up we, in the we're the more entrepreneurial yes. set, right? Because they would usually get the MEs, Management mm. Engineering, the BMH. But look at you yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, you know, like when, when life gives you lemons, right? Mm -hmm. You roll with it and yeah, make... Yeah. That is lemonade. And, and, yeah, <laughs> true. And, and sometimes you, you know, initially when you, know, you work as a cashier, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's part of your job as a, as a manager, as a management mm -hmm. trainee that time. And, and sometimes you have your classmates coming there and ordering oh, from you. Wow. And then they would say, oh, well, you're my classmate. Right. Uh, you're just a crew? Are oh, you a wow. crew? Are you a cashier? You finish from the Ateneo and yeah. you're like that. And, and, and sometimes initially you started like being a bit embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And you know, and later on, you feel proud after, then because you realize that wait a minute, you know, you're you're you may be in an office, but sure. I'm learning the hard work here, Correct. and I'm learning the discipline of business. Got it. Right, and that's why I've always been, you know, been very open in telling people that you want to sit in the ivory tower in the office, you Got have it. to start from the ground because Absolutely. you can't make the right business decisions when you're too far. Yes. Right, from where the battle is, and you need to empathize with the people on the very front line. Yeah. Right? And the, the insights that you get, uh, you, you can't get uh, from reading a book. It's like or Undercover from Boss. Uh, true. No, <laughs> exactly. That's such a nice example. Not right. Such a nice show. Undercover Boss. My God. Uh, you, the, the amount of insight you find in, yep. in, in, in that. But before we take our first break, was there any humbling experience? Because again, I, I also, uh, I, like, I'll cite an example. One of the episodes we had here is Raymond Villanueva of Baymaya. Mm -hmm. Also a yep. film fellow yep. Atenean, mm -hmm. in his first job, he was so confident, blah, blah. He went to the States. And then boom, humble pie on humble pie. Was there any humble pie that you had to go through in, in, in that thing? Oh, every time. 
every time. I mean, when you're in operations, you, you, you no one cares about what school you graduate from. Your customers get mad at you. Your, your manager, your restaurant manager gets, you know, they get mad yeah. at you. They scold you. Wow. Um, people come around and, 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 you know, that's why I like that training. Mm-hmm. Because you realize that regardless of where you are in the world, even no matter how high you move up, you eventually you work for customers, you work for people. Um, you can't be telling people, you know, what to do because because you're the boss. Because right. eventually you realize you're you're never the boss, mm. right? Um, for me also, um, very simple things. I thought that being a graduate of the Ateneo, I would write the best essays. I would mm-hmm. write the best memos. In Burger mm-hmm. King, my boss would always tell me after I ri- written something, and I would be sending it to the restaurant manager, right. restaurant managers. Uh-huh. She would send it back and said, you know, I thought you're from Ateneo. Your English is bad. What? Right? And she would like circle all of those things that, wow. that, that uh, even just the subject verb agreement mm-hmm. and all of that, you, you thought you can perfect it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes a different eye would always be, you know, would always, it's always nice to have someone check. Right? Absolutely. And, and, and then you begin to realize that, oh, hey, it's good to have people who can tap you in the back, mm-hmm. who can support you, who can help you, who can give right. you a different eye and different ear and give you a different perspective. Right? Because you are never perfectly correct. Exactly. Even regardless of where you are in life, True. you're still mm. going to mess it up. True. Right? Yep. Now, um, what was the, and how did you end in Burger King? So you, uh, here, you eventually became product and marketing manager. Mm-hmm. How did you climb up the ranks very fast? Uh, only because of that time, um, Burger King was rapidly expanding. One mm-hmm. of, I, would, I would think that I, I rose the ladder very quickly mm-hmm. is because I was trained in operations. In many mm. cases, marketing and operations do not see eye to eye. Marketing would propose yeah, some, yeah, yeah. something wild, and operations would say, no, we can't uh, execute that. Okay. From my perspective, only because I came from operations, wow. um, I know, for example, every kitchen setup. So, for example, if you're going to launch a whatever burger, right, right. I know that, okay, um, kitchen 6, 8, and 12, in the kitchen, the sauce is too far. They would bump into each other. Wow. So, you, so cannot, you knew it with all yeah, those details. Yeah. Right? And That's also, for, for example... Uh, you want to launch, you can only have so many products. After wow. that, you have to press three times in the POS rather than two times. So it would s- slow down your service. Correct. Right. So m- the small things like that or how much it would affect your drive-through operations or mm. your takeout, everything else. Because you have the perspective of operations, you, your, your, your mar- the marketing uh, uh, mind right, would right. know also what is ap- applicable, what is practical, Got it. and not just go wild with whatever, whatever promotion. I have a personal question before sure. I press the uh, stop button real quick. Are you the one responsible who stopped the only drinks in Burger King before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that's why I love that before, yeah. only apple. Yes, yes. We, we stopped it only for one reason. Okay. We found out that uh, from a cost perspective, mm-hmm. the refill ratio, what we call refill ratio, right. how many times you would refill is four. Uh, that's me. That's, uh, <laughs> which is impossible. Exactly. Which is impossible. And only when we go to the, went to the store, we mm-hmm. go to the, each of the stores, and we found out a lot of the students brought their Coleman's. Yep. And I was in were, high school. Yeah. And, they were, re- and they were filling it up. And actually, it, it was creating too much tension in the store. I don't mind. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you syrup and water. I have good right. margins there. Okay. But then other people see it. There are some who really abuse it. They have one cup, they buy it, but yeah. they will come to the store every day to have a refill oh my using God. the cup that they use on Monday until all the way up to maybe 30 yeah. days. <laughs> you know, and that's fine. And that's fine. Yeah, that's right. water and syrup, uh-huh. right? But then it's creating a chaos in the store, Correct. creating a lot of precedence, creating a lot of uneasiness, even to the guests who bought 
uh, you know, who were the good customers. And we right. said, you know, it's not, it's not. So actually, even up to, I don't know if even up to now, but right. even when we discontinued it yeah. outside, you can actually go in front of the counter and say, I want to refill. They will refill it for you. Wow, I did not. I'll yeah. try this. Yeah. <laughs> try it first. But, but Jollibee might kill me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you very much, John. Let's take our first break. And when we come back, let's talk about how you further rose up the ranks and became the Nuddled Limb yeah. that we know now. But let's talk about that more after the break. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCon PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at sasschallenge.ph. That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We now found the secret sauce. So if you're in Burger King or vicinity, try refilling. <laughs> Thanks to Donald. But no, I think the Jollibee people won't allow that anymore. Okay, so Donald, after Burger King, you went PDI. And you went from marketing manager to VP for marketing. Yep. How do you even get to jump that that yeah. that high right away. Well, um, for for one, um, um, I was uh, so I was pirated. I was asked to help the inquirer group because wow. that time the senior vice president was my classmate. Wow! So uh, while I was in Burger King, I was taking up my master's uh, MBA program. Where? So in uh, Murdoch University. Murdoch. So it's an Australian university. They wow. started what is called their offshore university. Ah. So the class is only Fridays and Saturdays. Okay. And they fly in the professors for that weekend. 
here in, in the Philippines. In the Philippines, in Makati. That is super in cool. Mahati. So you have a class at, which is like six to nine, right? And then that's Friday, and then okay. Saturday it's nine to six. Wow. And and so you, you, you two so years no of doing parties, no uh, parties. During, yeah, yeah, wow, definitely. Wow. So two years of doing that. Mm-hmm. But that time I got very close to my my well my my future boss that time, yeah. no, which was Rene Reynoso. Okay. And uh, and we you know we hit it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we complemented each other very well. So he said after that. Um, during that time, Burger King, Pure Foods, was being sold to San Miguel. Right. So he said, you know, you're, they're not too sure if you will have a job, right? Because if the Pure Foods guys, the San Miguel guys, right. were to say, we'll put our people, you don't know what will happen. Right. So why don't you come over and help us with the inquiry? Mm. Right? So I moved. Got it. And that time, again, what I learned from my, you know, op- in Burger King, I applied here. Number one, they asked me, Sandy Romaldes that time, Got it. asked me, uh, we don't have a real opening. Uh, you can we have actually we have a lot of openings, okay. but we don't know where to place you. <laughs> Got because it. You, There's no definite job. Yeah, because it's, okay. you come from the restaurant industry. We're print. Okay. Right. So I don't know where to place you. I just right. said, you know, give me the toughest. Wow. Right, give me the toughest. How old are you back then? Twenty-three. Right, so still a excited, lot of bravado no, still no, no, and no. a lot of grit and yep. yeah, yep. desire. And, right. and, and, and you know where she placed me? Classifieds. I was head Classified of classifieds. And my first job was to sell obituaries. What? <laughs> How do you sell obituaries? So you have to go to all the funeral parlors. Wow. Go to each funeral Saint parlor. Peter, Saint Peter, Arlington, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Wow. So along Araneta, yep, I became, that was your hood. Yep, yep. So I became friends with all the funeral parlor owners to a point wow. that they tell me, if you need a discount, just tell me. And wow. I said, of course not. I hope, I hope I don't need your discount. Not yet, <laughs> not, at not least. Yet, yeah, not give not. me a life plan, yes. Yeah, yes. Down the road, I'll, that will come yeah, in handy. Yeah. Wow. So, so it, was, it, was, it was a good experience for me because I was really doing the rounds. You know, I could have decided to just sit in my office Sure. But I was doing my rounds, um, meeting everyone, understanding what you know what a grieving family would go to, right? Mm. And why, for example, it's legal for you to you need to place it in an obituary to legalize, oh. right? And end of a life, and that also helps in insurance and everything else. So things like that. That is amazing. Yeah. I've never because yeah. the only uh, in terms of the life or death industry, my cousin runs a small funeral parlor in the province, mm-hmm. and this guy, the way he hustles. From Samar, northern Samar, oh. he drives. It usually takes around eighteen hours. Yep. He does it in twelve hours. I don't know what kind of driving he does. Wow. Okay. He goes all the way to Pampanga, mm-hmm. get the caskets, mm-hmm. and drive all the way back as wow. if it's nothing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He does that every week. Wow. Okay. What? Yeah. So again, but from this point, it's a. It's actually aside from medical. I think yeah. that's the most lucrative business because everybody's going to end up be doing True. going there. True. Right. So. Obituaries. So obituaries. How do you climb up the the ranks? Um, I was. We were doing obituaries, but okay. one of my biggest break was really underclassifieds was recruitment. Mm-hmm. Wow! Right. So the job ads. But that yeah. time, uh, the job ads is dominated by Manila Bulletin. Got it. So why would you place in the in the inquirer? So luckily, I think uh, it's a bit providential. When I was there, it was we were having a hard time. People okay. would say, "Why would I spend money there? I'll just place in Bulletin. I get one one hundred resumes. Mm-hmm. I put it in the inquirer. I get ten. Got it. Right, so why? And and that time I was very lucky because I go out, I do my rounds, I talk to a lot of HR people, I okay. begin to realize what is important to them. It's not the, the quantity of leads and, and resumes, but Got the quality. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, the inquiry is the great, uh, it's already a funnel. The mm. 10 that you will get, most likely will, will come from the inquirer rather than, than from a bulletin, which would give you a lot of CVs. Nice. But you won't be able to get quality anyone hires. there. Yeah, the quality yeah. hires. Awesome. And that time, I rode, luckily again, I rode the boom of the call centers. 
right? Nice. Because the call centers BPO's. were okay. looking for English Agents. speaking. They were looking for you know a certain level of mm-hmm. uh, academic quality, and yeah. most likely would come from the inquirer. I was one of them. That's yeah. why I spoke spoke like this. Oh, this was all wow. self taught. Oh, really? I wow. did not. Nice. I, in my normal yeah. vernacular, I did mm-hmm. not. I my first job was a ter- telemarketer. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And I got cussed that's at tough. every single day. Yeah, that's tough. It's yeah. one of the toughest. Full time student. Full-time call center wow. agent. I only slept for wow. three wow. three hours. That's hashtag respect. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. But no, I, I, it's true. The, mm-hmm. the, the call center industry was really big till now. Yep. yep. It's a, still still big. doing very well. So we were I was getting a lot of leads, and that's why mm-hmm. we grew the job mar- you know, the job market, mm-hmm. right? From like before nice four pages timing, to right? yeah, thirty-two yeah. pages, and you know, and then we started the job fairs. Got it. So we were able to grow our market share significantly. Mm-hmm. So I was I was moving up. Uh, to become head of marketing, we launched Inquirer Golf, Junior oh. Inquirer, and among many other segments. Wow. Right, so Now, I have a question. So, how did digital enter your life? Because from, from this point on, I, the, on your LinkedIn, it says you became PMA, Philippine, Philippine Marketing, marketing. Uh, Association. And in between that, you also became, October 2005, you became the president and CEO already yeah. of VAA. Yeah. Is this the turning point where... From print, you s- jumped to digital. How yeah. did that happen? So, it, uh, well, just a, it's just a cold call from a headhunter who said, uh, do wow. I want to be a CEO? And I said, <laughs> okay, I'm vice president. Okay. Uh, why not try it out? I have no idea what the company is. Wow. Uh, and, and, they said, okay, and I said, okay, um, let, let's see. Wow. Right? And they interviewed me. It was a panel of 15-man board of directors. Mm-hmm. And they were interviewing me on what my internet experience is. Okay. And I said, yeah, Yahoo. Yeah, and Friendster, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> and I was so surprised they kept on asking internet, and I'm not tech savvy at all. Wow. Right? So they were asking about servers yeah. and IT and mm-hmm. infrastructure, and I said, I don't know. You just call IT, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because we have a very good IT team in the inquiry yeah, at that yeah. time. So I didn't know where they're leading at, but apparently what they realized was that in, it was for Yehe. Eventually they announced it that, mm-hmm. oh, this is for Yehe.com, and I said, okay. Okay. I don't even know what yehey.com is. Wow. And, and they said, you know, I think we might get you because I think we, need, we have too many tech people. We might need a marketing mind to you help need, us run the company. You need a solid hustler yeah. by default. Yeah. Because that's the truth. Even in startups now, you can't just be all pro-tech because what you're going to be telling you all about the jargon and all the features, mm-hmm. you need someone who can bridge all of that yeah. and make it uh, something something viable for True. a layman's term. True. Right? And, and from the perspective of, again, creating a community, number Correct. one, and also making it viable to advertisers. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the perspective I bring in also beyond yes. just tech. Right? And back then, again, the, the, the only business model that's prominent at this time was ads. Yes. It was so just a different avenue of how you mm-hmm. sold the ads for a bit and mm-hmm. whatnot. Mm-hmm. What was the toughest part, though? Actually, I mean, you didn't have the IT part, but how did you transition that first? Because now you're no longer just VP; you're the head, yeah. and everybody looked up to you, yeah. right? How was that transition it, for you? It was extremely hard on on so many counts. I thought I'm going to have it easy because right. I had that time I was the president of the Philippine Marketing Association. Right, right. I went to all my friends and said, "Would you like to place ads?" And yeah. they would all say no. Wow. Not because we're not, we're not friends, okay. but because they said, I don't even have a website. Mm. Right? Because that the was early ages on. ages where nobody yeah, had no digital assets. Yeah, and they said, maybe we had a website, but I think it's with our IT. And that was one of the biggest insights I got. I said, okay, fine. If you don't have a, a website, okay. isn't a website a marketing platform? Mm. So therefore, I said, maybe I can work on your website because I'm a marketing person. You're a marketing person. It has a marketing platform. It should be done by marketing. Then outsource it to me. 
You sold websites. So, so on top of running yehe.com, I realized I have a bigger business creating website development, creative True. design, and programming because my entire team is running a website anyway. Exactly. Right. So that time, I was wow. very lucky because I was able to, my biggest account was the Department of Tourism. DOT! Um, Secretary Durano that time gave Ace me my Durano. first break. Wow, you know? wow. And at the same time, Procter & Gamble, I was okay. the very first digital AOR. We did Pampers.ph. Wow. So the, everyone was experimenting mm -hmm. and that's why I was able to transition at the very least, even the entire business of VAH to website development and even do some advertising. Okay, got it. But how did you develop the team? Because especially coming from a non... I've always been non-tech. Mm -hmm. Yes, I built chatbot.ph. I didn't know shit about chatbots no. yep. and whatnot. Now mm -hmm. I do podcasts. Yeah, I, I talk, but mm -hmm. the, the digital part of that, I had to, again, learn it as well and also surround myself with better experts. How did you build the team around you? Because we can't do it alone. Yep. Never. True. It's hard. True. How did you build a team for you? I, I think it's... you you. It, because that time it's so new, you mm -hmm. don't even know if you have the best team, right? <laughs> so it's a lot of trial and error. Right. And it, but what is most important is that you have to find people who share your value on work. Mm -hmm. So who will work hard, who does, who won't mind that you text them and says you need to fix this, and they will fix it asap rather than the next day. Correct. I, um, they will really work hard and you know go out and and you know entertain clients exactly so from the front end all the way to the back end so you mm -hmm. find people who share similar values and that's it i think for me that's the most important and you test people when you hire day in and day out based on that okay and that's why i always tell people when i interview you for a job the last thing i look is your cv nor especially not even your transcript got it right so we, we talk okay right we talk we share the challenges that life throws to us and how okay. we overcome them Right. And and how we are defined by that, right? right? And our perspective of the future. Okay. Is there a specific question that you always throw that it's a make or break question? If you don't, sorry, but if, you're so, if someone's applying here in the future, <laughs> this mm -hmm. is my help. But some 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 entrepreneurs has that make or break question that if you don't answer this right, uh, I'm not sure if I can work with you. you no. Know, um, well, I always I will always ask, what is it about you that makes you different from everyone else here in this company? Oh. Right. And and that's that's very broad, mm -hmm. even how you'll answer it. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, it's not like what's your biggest weakness or mm -hmm. but what is about you that makes you different. Mm -hmm. I remember someone who gave me an answer and, okay. and, and she said and that's the quickest interview. Okay. It's because that was the first question I asked. Okay. And she and she said, um, I'm I just graduated, I'm twenty one. Okay. I had cancer since thirteen. Wow. If I can overcome cancer and I'm strong and I'm willing to work very hard. I can overcome anything. That is amazing. I'll hire okay. that too. And I said, okay, um, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> what I use though, um, because especially now, there's so much sometimes it's it's hard to weed out confidence and mm -hmm. arrogance. Mm -hmm. So what I always use, at least in Chatbot and Podcast Network Asia, even in Party File before, watch, why, and this is the last question sure. I asked. I asked them is, why should I not hire you? True. And mm -hmm. always throws them nice. off. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what, what is the yeah. answer to yeah. that? Yeah. Right? But, but what I want to show here there is humility. True. Right? Because you can be ambitious, but if you don't have humility, I'm sorry, you can't True. work with me. True. That's what, that's what I use. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about um, Yehe. And now you, you stayed there for a while. Yeah, in 2010. Five years. Yeah. Correct. And now you went to the other side of the spectrum to True. the agency, agency. life. Yeah. How was that transition now to? Because, again, from from technically there's big similarities, but with an agency, you're working with brands and you nurture them as if they're your own. Yeah. 
So How was that transition? That time, like? Yehe, we were doing a lot of websites. We were doing yeah. somewhat um, media planning and, mm. and buying already. So there's already some yeah. experience. Yeah, so ima- imagine in Yehe, I sell Yehe advertising. Got but it. that time, I was the biggest reseller of Yahoo. You were? Wow. I was a reseller of Yahoo. That time, uh, the biggest reseller for Multiply. Among wow. many other websites. So I go to a client and tell them, right, um, you don't have to place your, your ads on yehe.com. Right. I, and I'll help you with, with all the others. The inventory when, is different. And when everyone right. wasn't, they don't know where to go. And, and that, that is why, actually, uh, in between that, okay. uh, the, 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 in between Yehe to the Mahan transition Got was it. actually the setting up of IMAP. Because I was able to gather everyone in the industry and say, can we help each other rather than kill each other? I'm selling advertising, yeah, hey, okay, this banner ad is 10,000 and someone sells it at 3,000. Got it. And said, why are we killing each other over such a small amount? Right? Why don't we help each other? And, and who were the founding team, the people that you, you built? IMAP so we with? gathered all the, of course, the bigger publishers, okay. like the ABS, GMA, but then a lot of the smaller shops, the content providers, the mm. mobile operators. Uh, even though a bit, uh, some from the brands, okay. some from the agencies. So these are really small people. No one even like to be with us. We're like the outliers, wow. the outcasts. But look at right. it now, yeah. Digicon yeah. is the yeah. whole WrestleMania yeah. of it all, yeah. right? Yeah. So we were the outcasts before, and yeah. they were saying, "Okay, uh, Digital, okay, uh, whoever can we assign, we'll just put there." That is amazing. Right. So it was, it was that. No, we were, we were trying to start uh, the industry, to pump prime the industry, and and that time, one, of, luckily because of that connection, uh, I began, I be, you know, I begin to supply digital. Uh, advertising, uh, web development work to a lot of agencies because they don't ah. know digital. So we, we would tell them, okay, you go and pitch to a client that you know digital. We are your back end. You don't have to reveal us. Sure. Right? So, so then I partnered with all the agencies. And Got that it. time, Mahan, uh, that time said, and Mahan was my biggest partner. Got it. So that time, uh, Ricky Arches, the CEO that time said, mm-hmm. um, you're the CEO, right? And, but uh-huh. you're not the owner. And I said, you right. know, I'm a professional manager. Got I it. said, since we're the biggest partner, uh-huh. why don't you just join us instead? Mm. Right? And set up our team. Wow. So I said, okay, uh, for the past like 10 years, I have been with um, a lot of companies mm-hmm. who are very Filipino. Why don't I try something multinational to learn and, and have a multinational World Group is that's, not a joke. Yeah, my goodness. My wow. So, and that's why, you know, luckily again, she gave me MRM, which is mm-hmm. the digital arm. And that time we were eight people, only eight people. But wow. again, in a span of three years, we grew it to 80. Wow. 80 oh people. My God. What's how's the dynamic like when you're glo- working with a global company? You said it, right? You're, you've worked with Filipino companies. But how high are the stakes when you're talking about global companies? It, it's, it's a lot of structure and a lot of process. Like okay. when you go to an ad agency, your every hour of your time is the, that's, that's the form. currency. Right. So, for example, if I have 10 clients, at okay. the end of the month, I also count how many hours I devote to a particular client. Man, Sometimes your boss, right. your boss can tell you, you're spending too much time on this little money that this client uh, is giving you. You also have a percentage towards admin, towards management. So it's right. th- that kind of structure that mm-hmm. you know, slows you down a bit. It's mm-hmm. not like entrepreneurial, right. like you just run and gun. So, but but that's that's okay. I think mm-hmm. um, the good the good side. You, you you go to New York. You go to yeah the global the conferences. Of yeah. My goodness, and you and you begin to see the world differently. Imagine right. that was my really first time to really look at the world, you know, from from that perspective right. of business, mm-hmm. right? And 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 you begin. Oh, these are the award winning cases. Oh, yeah. these are what the Different other guys are doing. Different business models too. Yeah, and then how right. do you do business? How do okay. you do media planning? Got it. 
And, and that's why we were able to execute it, no? And okay. I'm because I'm a I'm a student, I'm a, I'm a right. you know lifelong student. You get all of those and you apply it here. Okay. And once we applied it, we realized, wow, Filipinos are number one, very social media savvy. We're mm. very in terms of usage, digital intensity is very high. Mm -hmm. So we were able to grow our company, and everyone was looking for digital expertise. We were able to position ourselves there. That is amazing. Now before we take you to how your what your hustle now mm -hmm. is. Let's take another break and when we come back, let's take uh, let's talk about that and pay it forward with tips from Donald Lim. Okay. Well, let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag Uno Ready Savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag Uno Earn or hashtag Uno Boost Time Deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag Uno Earn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. 
not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor Dragon Pay is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust Dragon Pay. And we're back from the break. We're still with Donald Lim, who now is woke about <laughs> digital media. And that's, that's, that's crazy. But before we stitch it up to how you jump to ABS-CBN, how, what was the biggest learning you got with McCann that you, that you, that you just uh, carry it on now? Um, I, I think that time I was running a lot of campaigns for like Coca-Cola. Coke. You know, again, okay. thank you to Coke for really the first brand to really support me. And then of course, Nestle, among many others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course, you have the local companies like a BPI. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to see um, differences on how they expect and manage uh, mm-hmm. their digital uh, assets. Like mm-hmm. Coke, for example, when you post on social media, it has to be approved by legal in Atlanta, Georgia. Right. right so things like that. So you mean, okay, okay. So right. so again, uh, being in the entrepreneurial per- person, said, no, right. that's too slow. But again, you, it allows you to be very creative. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think we were able to do uh, a lot of uh, campaigns mm-hmm. uh, beyond just, for example, for Coke. We were able, instead of Coke, which was right. a bit, you know, slowing us down because right. there are certain royalties and legalities, mm-hmm. we created Coke teen president for happiness Facebook page mm. now that we can play with right um, without with, going through the bureaucracy yeah without going through it because now it's very local right uh, with Nestle we did Nescafe Point so it was wow. really really fun like they were saying that oh um, that time the Nescafe Global was 1.5 million mm-hmm. uh, fans Nescafe Philippines is 1.6 eventually it became 2 million oh my god so the people from Nescafe were saying what's happening there in the Philippines right. how can you overtake a, a, you know, the global page <laughs> right you know, but they were having fun doing it right mm-hmm. so I think you get one of the learning is you get to benchmark yourself with the world Got rather it. now versus the, just the Philippines absolutely and, and that's uh, that's I think what, what what's lacking sometimes from the mm-hmm. Filipino perspective yeah. that okay we have ambitions but we don't see that we can actually be globally competitive more than just the typical Filipino traits of singing, acting, whatever. Mm. As business people, as marketers, as, as digital entrepreneurs or digital uh, citizens, we have so much power in our hands and we're not harnessing it properly. True. And right. what I always say, Filipinos, we aim too low mm-hmm. and sometimes we, we just hit it and we're so satisfied with it. But Correct. imagine how much we can change the world. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's also coming from the community that we represent in, mm-hmm. in startups. Yep. That's what, you, what, that's what I tr- also try to do with this podcast, yeah, that, hey, there are other Filipinos who's actually conquered the world already prior mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. True. You have to think True. bigger True. and don't be scared, yep. right? Now, let's talk about bigger things. You went to ABS-CBN, yeah. Yeah. right? How was this, right? So again, from 
agency. Now we're also going to traditional media that's considered. But you are doing chief digital officer. And now look at ABS now, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure you planted a lot of seeds there that just blossomed yeah. now. How did you trigger a digital change in such uh, effective media that was yeah. in ABS? When, when, when I was in Bacano, I was really enjoying my time. Okay. But I think when that time, um, Charo Santos, Gabby Lopez, my yeah. bosses, uh, when they invited me over, mm-hmm. uh, it was really to media uh, is, is, such, is, is such a powerful force that True. when you do it well, you can really affect the entire Philippines. Not Super. from a marketing perspective. So that is when I started looking beyond marketing, beyond advertising, mm-hmm. beyond just creating a website, mm-hmm. right? beyond Facebook likes. right? Mm-hmm. So it's just how do you really in the service of the Filipino Yes. So with that, with that, such a such a short phrase, and yet mm-hmm. so so powerful. So powerful. So powerful, right? Give you, them you, their their license, please. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they need to do it true. because it's not again. It's not because of okay whatever technicalities, because you're empowering a voice, and the voice needs to be neutral. There's no no colors here. So true. Yeah, just had to say it out there. True. Right. And and and, and for me, that's why when I went in, it, mm-hmm. um, I think because I. I have never worked in a mm-hmm. broadcast studio. I come in with a very fresh perspective of how mm-hmm. to do digital. So, for example, my, of course, my, my, my pet project that time was the Adobe Studios. That time it was called Chicken yes. Pork Adobo. Mm-hmm. And it was really to empower any creator to become a YouTube personality, right. to become an influencer, to become a talent. Mm-hmm. And, we, and this was a bit, uh, uh, you know, it was a first of its kind because right. no, not any of them were under contract before, like any celebrity. Right. It was a really a joint venture. Correct. We help you manage, you create your content, and we, we both fly, and we just split the revenue. Exactly. As as That's that. the same thing we do with Podcast Network yep. Asia. We never mess with content. If you have an idea, we'll provide the resources. Yep. Yep. Let's go. True. Right? But in, in, in other things, was there any friction? Because especially with TV, they're, they're, they're pretty, with, with successful uh, enterprises, it's hard to convince them, like, hey, because they always have this, this saying that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right? How did you trigger further digitalization well, well, in ABS? To be honest, there was a lot of friction, but only rightfully so. They were number one across all segments. Absolutely. Right? So when you come in and say, um, I will help you digitizing the business, they would always come back and say, well, okay, we'll have you handle our Facebook account. What? And maybe there's a <laughs> they website. They box you in. Yeah. Can, right. you, can you check? And, and, and then you begin to realize, okay, that is how your perspective is. Got it. So, therefore, in order to change the perspective, it's not going to be a hard sell nor force your way in. Okay. What my first project in ABS was to create a digital, uh, well, a, a digital academy. Mm. So we started doing well the first uh, digital market, the digital conference. Wow. We started uh, creating a program. So we worked with that time um, Hans Rastrua. We we said oh, okay, Hans, let's right. let's do a CDM for ABS-CBN, purely yeah. customized. Nice. So you then you cre- started creating courses like um, uh, iPhone journalism. Wow. Right? You you started creating a lot of uh, you know uh, all the salespeople were training them how to sell digital advertising, which sure. before it was just it's rating points. It's not air points. time anymore. Yeah, it's just right. rating points. Uh-huh. Now it's all about efficiencies. Correct. Right? Uh, for the the artists, we mm-hmm. even teach them, for example, how to manage your social media personally. Correct. So ah. what to post and what not to post. How to react? What Imagine to react? Right? So go to the deep. And they started to see. Hey, wait! They, we begin to appreciate. Hey, this is getting to be more exciting because, because it's professionalized now. It's professionalized and it's very personal to them. Correct. They all want to learn. 
Because it's their content. Yeah, it's their content and it's them. Exactly. And if they're bash online, they would say, I don't want to be there. And they say, right. no, no, it's okay. It's a good space Correct. for you to expand your coverage, talk exactly. more about you. Absolutely. Okay, now, how did you go back to the agency? Because when, that's when I really like blew away. You were managing, managing multiple agencies yes. in Dentsu. Yep. That was crazy. Like uh, one agency, I can already imagine how crazy yep. it is. But how many agencies? Seven. Did you? Seven agencies. Seven agencies. Yeah. <laughs> how does that even work? Well, well after ABS CBN, okay. uh, okay. after uh, it's a good run. It was a four-year run. Right. Right. And and that time, uh, when Dentsu came uh, and and called, and uh, the offer was to be the country CEO, and wow. I said, you know, it wasn't, and that was something that fascinates me to really you know really i was a ceo before but this yeah. is totally different this is hi, hi, way higher stakes <laughs> yeah. and how do you get each agency who mm. are competing with one another to work with each other correct how do you synergize for example the back end of finance the hr yeah. and i i really viewed it as really becoming a real ceo mm-hmm. right of, of a multinational uh, company and and so i said okay i'll take that jump not not i don't want to go back to an agency anymore mm-hmm. but i said this was a c i'm looking at it as a ceo experience really? rather than yeah. agency experience H- how difficult was it now because again you, you've been you've had prior experience but these are Again, a, a big conglomerate, yeah. literally, literally that you're running now. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I it was really um, very different because my, I, my expertise is I present a lot, I pitch, right? I convince front clients, lines. yeah, really right. frontline. Mm-hmm. Even when I was with ABS, I would go out and present and mm-hmm. do, even do my own press cons when I'm launching a product. Correct. Here I have to, I have problems with uh, uh, my HR, admin, right. IT, back office, governance, <laughs> risk right. management. Uh-huh. We have so many reports, finance, everything. So it's just report submission. Correct. But then you begin to understand why all of these are necessary, why Correct. you need governance, why you need risk management. We have sure. like a long sheet where you have to fill it out. Mm-hmm. What are the risks of your age, you know, of your company and yeah. every quarter you submit that. That's something I hate doing. But then <laughs> I, I understand why I have to do it. Yeah. And now you can apply it an, anywhere else you go. Correct. So it was a very good training for me also no? to, to really run the business holistically. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I also get tempted, mm-hmm. like, can you bring me to that pitch? I miss pitching already. Uh. I miss presenting. <laughs> Same. Uh, right? Same. Yeah. It's, it's so fun because you get to talk. Yep. It's communication. There's, there's nothing yep. beats it. True. Beats it. True. Right? And that's, again, that's also why I created the podcast thing because it's now immortalizing these great conversations mm-hmm. that we now have. Okay. Let's talk about the biggest news item mm-hmm. in the, because it's tough because you every, uh, last time I saw you, you were still in Denso. Yep. I was creeped up in your office like, hey, let's do this podcast thing mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And now I see it in the news. There's the biggest bomb of them all, mm-hmm. Dito CME. Mm-hmm. What attracted you? Because you like challenges. I think the narrative over mm-hmm. your whole journey here mm-hmm. is you like going out. You take leaps of faith all yep. the time. Mm-hmm. What's in this new challenge now that, 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 that excites you? I think the first thing is about my boss. Okay. I would always, you know, I, I don't know him. I would mm-hmm. always tell people that I know almost, I think almost every CEO of every conglomerate here except him. Dennis and, Oy. Uh, Dennis Oy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when a headhunter again called me and okay. said, you know, um, there's this opening. I said, well, if I don't make it, at least I get to meet him. Got it. When we sat in front of each other for okay. the first 15 minutes, we hit it off. I've never wow. seen a man who's so accomplished yet so humble. And he speaks so just naturally. You know, we just got along. Right. Right. 
And when he asked questions, it was really building on what I was sharing, and he was thinking business, business, business. Mm-hmm. And 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 then I began to realize, why? Hey, why not? Right. Got it. And then the 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 role that was given to me was Dito CME, which was a third telco. Correct. If you look yeah. at the history of most businesses, number three never you know never succeeds. Right. Right. You have one and two already up there defending mm-hmm. themselves. How mm-hmm. will you make that chess move? Right. right, and I find that okay. I'm so game. I don't know the answer, right. but I would like to play. Yeah, and that's a big risk because you're not just coming into. I, I've seen the pattern. I think this is aside. You've, you've done Yehei, mm-hmm. where it was already pre-established. Mm-hmm. This is as almost a zero yep. to one. It's, yeah. This is founder level yeah. shit, yeah. right? This so, is scary. But how are you attacking this now from in, from from a personal point of view? In fact, as of today, uh, with Dito CME, I'm, I'm, I'm technically I'm employee number one. Although okay. Dito is uh, Dito Telecom mm-hmm. uh, is uh, already operating with a lot of our um, Chinese partners here. Wow! Right, so there are like a hundred of them I think are here. Wow! Uh, but uh, well, Dennis actually expanded my role beyond okay. the, that's why that's CME Correct. communications, media, and entertainment. Oh! So wow. uh, Telco is just communications. So he said, you know, there's a media entertainment arm. That's your strength. I want to maximize that. And it would go very well with our telco uh, initiatives, telco project also. Because everything now is not telco data, data, data. It's content, content, content. Makes a lot of sense. So I'm I'm actually, as we speak, I'm just uh, two weeks, two and a half weeks in. But but it felt like two years already. Because the pace is extremely fast. And I'm enjoying it. Right, because because you're pulled into so many meetings, you get to meet so many stakeholders Correct. all the way from the top to the bottom, right? Of people who have no internet access, yeah, to to very influential people who right. wants to partner with us, and, yeah. and and you know it's it's, it's really very eye opening to see the world differently now. And it's a welcome sight because again, the people always say, ah, this is like, yeah. it's like a oligo- like again yeah. monopoly, yeah. blah blah. Yeah. It's not. I mean, yeah. Now there is a third player. Yep. That will now challenge mm-hmm. what's the status quo, yeah. and it, it, it's very interesting to see what what's going to be yeah. up next. And, and I think what I like about my my boss, I mean, I mean, not to not to say too many flowery no, things. it's about all good. Him, but, no, keep it real. But, but but when I talk to him, he, he never talked about no. We are number three. We want to be number one. We want to dislodge the two Got others. It. He never said that. He said, "Let us create a product so that we can serve the Filipinos." It's Got always it. been that. And I said, "You know, are we not businessmen and marketing? No, no. Let's create a product where we can serve the Filipinos, but we are profitable in the end. So and everyone is happy." Got it. So it's, that's very, very startupy. Yeah. Because at yeah. the end of the day, startups also when they come in, it's not like, "Oh, I'm gonna get rid of Airbnb. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be. In a, we True. just want to serve a True. niche, yep. make it well, and then mm-hmm. grow from there." Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, now in terms of um, what's next, what what are you guys? What what should we look out for in Dito CME in, in the next coming weeks and months? Um, we we're, we're uh, I think we're very true in what we want to commit to the Filipino people, and I think mm-hmm. I've been ingrained with, with that already. Right. I think uh, I really uh, uh, give credit to my my, my training in ABS in, in the it. service of Filipino. Yes, you know, I would always be so astounded with mm-hmm. uh, with uh, whenever there's a typhoon, where mm-hmm. there's a natural disaster. My all my bosses, uh, Carlo, Charo, I mean, Gabi themselves, they're in the front lines immediately, and I'm the ones like behind. I said, "What's happening?" <laughs> right. So then I, I, you know, you really see it. That yeah. It's not. It's they. They. It's not just lip service. They are there True. in the front lines. True. Here, uh, I think now with uh, because. 
because Dennis is a businessman. He mm. looks at it as an opportunity to serve mm. to, and to earn money. So it's always both counts. Correct. He will always say it's always a balance of both. Mm -hmm. and, and, and because he's a hardcore businessman, he also knows where to get the money, where to lend, where of to course. partner. So I'm trying to learn so many things from, from that. So personally, it was a, you know, it was a, it's very good learning for me. Correct. But at the same time, I'm beginning to think already how I can put everything beyond just media, mm. right? beyond just creating content. Right. right. But how do you use digital Correct. to really harness the Filipinos? How do we give, if I have Dito out already, mm. can I give free internet to people? Oh my right? God. Free that's access. That's, so things that's, like that. That's not beyond charity. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I can't wait. Let's yep. do this. Yep. And again, guys, here's the thing. If, if you're listening to this, don't hate just because, you know, there's this, the, the, because of who's backing it. It does not matter. Yep. Competition is always good because who wins mm -hmm. is the consumer. Yep. Right? Yep. That's what it is. Yep. You have to welcome. If, if there's no competition, that's where things stagnate. That's where yep. performance, you know, goes down. So yep. it's a welcome site. And that, that's what is interesting of what's going to come. Now, Donald, I have a few questions before we let you go. In terms of managing style, right? What's that like for you? And because you know you've been through so many stints now, what? How do you manage a team that a lot of founders that are probably listening to this can can uh, can pick it up from you? Um, I'm I'm. You have to fit number one your personality, okay. right? So I would always tell people. Initially, I would always say that there's this is the perfect style, and then you begin to realize number one, it has to fit you first mm. because I cannot control you, your mindset, your personality. Got it. What is more important is to find people who will compliment you. Yeah. I am a strategist. I'm okay. very bad in operations. I'm very yeah. bad in the details. Mm -hmm. So in all my uh, in, in all my engagements where I have been, you know, quote unquote successful, okay. I have found the right people to compliment my weakness. Got it. Right? So That's it's amazing. always that, right? So if you are hardcore, you're a very detailed oriented person, mm -hmm. then you have to find someone who will compliment you. On the weak uh, spots. On, the, on your weak spots also Got because it. you forget to look at the bigger picture or things like that. Mm -hmm. right. Sounds good. Next question. What's what's your what's the best advice you've gotten over this crazy amazing stint that you've you've, you've gotten? Um, you know, very interesting that uh, that when I was interviewed by Dennis Oi, mm -hmm. he summarized it so well for me on what kind of people he look he looks for. Got it. And he said three H, right? Um, hardworking, Got right? It. Hungry, humble. Nice. And if you keep at that. Right, okay. you will succeed in whatever way or form. But he said, I know I have to find people who are very, very hungry. Mm -hmm. They're willing to work hard, but at the same time, they keep their feet on the ground. Got it. Startup founders are mostly hungry because they're broke too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> true, true. true. <laughs> this is awesome. Now, last question: If you had, a, let's, let's say, let's go back to the hustle share time machine, and you had the chance to uh, to to say something to the old to the young Denny uh, to the young Dennis oi, to the to the young Donald <laughs> yeah. Lim what would you say to yourself to when you were starting out um, um, don't stress too much okay. I mean, don't take everything too seriously mm. because life will just find its way and and you get to as long as you know you remain uh, you remain to be a good person. You don't sure. harm people, mm -hmm. right? You follow your path. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't know where your path will lead you. Right. But for me, it was all about taking that, like what you said, taking that leaps of faith mm -hmm. because you realize, um, for me, I would always like to challenge myself, mm -hmm. right? So I would always look for something new, something to... Uh, something to conquer. Absolutely. And, and, and I think we, we have to stretch the human imagination and the human will and, the cap and, and all our capability. Correct. And that's when we find a new self. 
uh, hopefully a better self. That is amazing. All right, thank you very much, Donald. We appreciate thank you. it. Now, for for anybody that wants to reach out and whatnot, uh, what do they do if they if they want to collaborate in Dito and whatnot? How do they reach you? Well, um, it's donald.lim at medena.ph. There you go. So you can just email me or I'm almost everywhere. So there you can you go. find me somewhere. All right. So Donald, before we let you go again, follow us in whatever podcast app. We're one year old already, so Congratulations. We, we have a one year worth of content. Thank you very much. And again, if we said any jargon, just go to hustleshare.com for the show notes and don't forget to follow us in our community so you can get involved in who we guest on the show next on Facebook and Hustle Share community and lastly don't forget to message us on our chatbot and on Hustle Share chatbot powered by chatbotbh at m.me slash chatbotbh again Donald thank you very much thank you and I'll see you guys in the next episode peace